what I see are the people that are just jabbing and never right hook. What they're doing is creating content, but they're never putting a call to action, take this lead magnet or buy this thing. That's not happening at all. And then on the other side, I see people that are just right hooking all the time and just buy my thing. But what we're talking about today is to get both. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab here on another Thursday alongside my co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm doing great, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well now that I've re-recorded that intro because I didn't get it right the first time. (laughs) Behind the scenes bloopers. I've got to say, I took out so much from last week's episode, 301, on team performance review and team management, building an effective culture, Mm -hmm. already putting some stuff in place and seeing some really positive feedback from my team already about that. So if you haven't listened to episode 301, go back after this one and listen to it because it's amazing. I agree. It was actually one of my favorite episodes and it's great to, you know, almost coach ourselves and go back and say, all right, what do we need to do? You know, I clearly shared that I hadn't done a team meeting for a couple of weeks. So we have had a team meeting since then and back into the the swing of making sure that they're in the calendar. So it's always good to uh, take your own advice. Absolutely. Eat your own medicine, as they say. Do they really that's say the that? No, it's another thing they say. <laughs> oh. It was my favourite episode up until this one, which is going to be even better because today we're going to talk about content. This was a question that came to me from a client this week mm-hmm. where they were getting a little bit stuck on on what to create next. Now, historically, they've just done call to action content. It's like, here's a thing, buy it. Here's a thing, Mm -hmm. buy it. Here's a thing, Mm -hmm. buy it. And one of the things we've been working on them in terms of their strategy is actually creating more educational value and connecting content, Mm -hmm. a lot of it using video. And they're already seeing a big uptick in the engagement from their current audience by creating that form of content, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think, Mm -hmm. as you would agree, we need a good mix. Yes. But the question that Tony and Jack raised with me was, what do we create next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, this is a good, this is probably worthy of a broader conversation. Absolutely. Uh, with the rest of our audience, because we thought there were probably like four, I guess, four key types of content that we can create. And if we have a framework we can work with, creating content actually becomes really easy, doesn't it? Totally. Now, just on what you were talking about there, I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk talks about jab, 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 right hook, which is, you know, the jab, jab, jab is creating that content to educate our audience and then doing the right hook. What I see, and I think it's what you're talking about here, is I see either people that are just jabbing and never right hook. What they're doing is creating content, but they're never putting a call to action, take this lead magnet or buy this thing. That's not happening at all. And then on the other side, I see people that are just right hooking all the time and just buy my thing. But what we're talking about today is to get both. You need to create the educational content and the other things that we're going to talk about, but you also need to ask for the sale, for the email address, whatever it is. There needs to be some sort of call to action. 
Yeah, yeah. And ideally, you're doing that with people who are actually engaging with your stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keyword is engage. <laughs> You've yes. got to have engaging content in order for people to engage with it. Exactly. <laughs> this episode is made possible by your podcast concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your podcast concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. So we have come up with some different content ideas or some different areas to create content. And the first one of these I think is the most important type of content and that's the educational content. This is the content that positions you as the authority so that people know that you're the authority in what it is that you're doing and so that you're educating your audience with what it is that you do. Yeah, like big risk in being expert in telling people that you're incompetent and don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Right, So (laughs) it has to be obviously educational, has to be valuable and has to, I guess, move the needle for people in many ways. It's got to inform them about part of what you do, not necessarily the whole picture, but demonstrate enough that they trust that you know what you're talking about. So in regards to educational content, we did talk about this back in episode 283, where we discussed three ways to develop and demonstrate your thought leadership. But one of those is creating visual models. Now, obviously in this capacity in a podcast, we can't see, but you can create some sort of model or framework so that people know what it is that you do. And you have got a really great model, Tim, the influence pyramid. So I'd love you to share a really great piece of educational content that you've created because that fits in perfectly here. Well, let's talk about this. So if you want to get a piece of paper, if you're listening to it, if you're out on a run or, you know, cycling or whatever, you'll just have to imagine it. Okay, so picture the pyramids of Giza, okay, you know, triangle, long side on the bottom, pointy side at the top, all right, and split into five sections. Now, this is the social influence pyramid, uh, or influence pyramid, and as you move up the pyramid, the more influence you have, the further you can see, I guess, but in also the harder it is. Now, the top of the pyramid is the thought leader. This is where we create original content, a little bit like the influence pyramid. Sam, I know you do a lot of this as well. And obviously, a huge number of people in the thought leaders business lab community on Facebook are also doing the same thing. We are creating original ideas and thoughts and models to share with our audience. Now, we influence everyone below us on the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, below that is what we call sharers. Okay. So people who share content. You'll see this on your social media sites fairly regularly. There's a big, big old share button there. What you're doing is you're influencing, your thought leader influence everyone who shares. Those people who share ideas are also influencing people who then engage with that, that they share in their own networks. Like that one, people who comment, right? So if you're commenting, you're obviously influencing the people who like, which below that, and the people who lurk, well, guess what? You've got largely no influence at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you move up, right, if you like something, you're going to have a little bit of influence on the people who lurk. If you comment, you're going to have a little bit of influence on the people who just like. And I think this is where you should start as a minimum Mm -hmm. because it starts putting your picture and your thoughts on pretty much everything that you comment on. If you're sharing, obviously, a bit more, if you're creating that original idea, you become the 
you know, the Oprahs and the Simon Sinek's and the, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world that people talk about in closed doors and hushed rooms and mm. all that sort of stuff. Right? So that's an example of a piece of educational content that we are now sharing with you, our listeners. Mm, awesome. Case studies and stories. I absolutely love case studies. I think they're really great way to share your clients' wins so that your prospects understand the results that you help people achieve. So when your prospects see your case studies, they are able to see themselves in someone else's story. And I think they're really powerful and way more powerful than just sharing a testimonial. Yeah, and particularly if you can put it in some form of story. Mm -hmm. It makes it more relatable and, as you said, puts allows your prospect to put themselves into the picture. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you've ever read a piece of fiction, right, and particularly a good piece of fiction, you imagine yourself as the, the heroine or the hero of that, you know, the story, that lead protagonist. And if you can create that with your content as well, that's a fantastic way of actually getting people to take the journey before they've actually taken it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've had the educational content, the case studies and stories, and the third type of content is your personal content. We want to be, I know we want to be sharing our personal content. This is the controversial one. If there's anything that's controversial about what sort of content you should create, this is it. Absolutely. We even had a little bit of an argument before we should we recorded this episode. It wasn't an argument. About, it was just it was just like a little debate. It's a debate <laughs> argument, you know, uh, about what sort of personal content. And your, and your position, Sam, was very much, you know, it has to have value in that personal content. No, what I was saying is that you should share your values. Values, so, sorry, yes. So were we debating something that you didn't even understand what I was saying? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's right. You were saying you were saying you were saying values. Yeah, it's it's me. It's really important. This is how people get to know you. So that's why I was saying that I think that this is important. Look, I I know that when I've shared um, content on a particular position, that may or may not be controversial. Oddly enough, that's the stuff that gets more engagement. I will grant you that people love a good prod and a poke. Although here's a little bit of my take. So I know that traditionally rant posts have done quite well for engagement. I personally think that right now with the noise that's on social media around all sorts of things that are happening around the world, and I'm not even going to mention them because I don't even want to go down that path, but I think you can really stand out by not talking about those controversial topics and really sharing some valuable content, which I'm actually not seeing a huge amount of in my newsfeed right now. Mm. Yeah, and it does stand out. We've obviously got to look at who our audience is and where our audience, where our audience is. Um, it's worth noting, I think, here that there are people out there, and we call them social media influencers, all right, who have made a career and, and can be quite successful just sharing personal content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, Kardashians are probably the most famous for doing just for being famous. But yep. don't shy away from what is seemingly, I think, don't shy away from what's seemingly trivial content for you because, as you said, it does allow your audience to connect with you on a very different level. Mm. And I think that's the key. People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. 
But it isn't necessarily that they like you, it's they're like-minded. So they want to know the kinds of things that are important to you, the kinds of the kind of person that you are, the, the sorts of things that you like, because that's how we connect to other people. Yeah. So someone yeah, talks absolutely. to me about supercars. I'm happy to I'm happy to connect with them. <laughs> <laughs> supercars. Yeah. In case in case you weren't aware, Sam drives a little speedy blue BMW. <laughs> I like cars that go fast. <laughs> that's right. Okay, now last one, uh, and this is one I think that's often overlooked, mm-hmm. right, is sharing and adding value to your network. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean your content. It means other people's stuff. Absolutely. And a mutual friend of ours, Tom Poland, talks about this all the time in sharing to other people's networks. So tapping into other people's audiences to have them join our world. Yeah, yeah, and the more you do that, I think Taylor Swift actually is probably most famous for actually achieving this. She would hashtag, and I think she's the the largest got the largest Instagram following in the world, or something like that. I heard one once, um, and lastly because she'd bring other artists up on stage and she would hashtag them. Ah, right? I actually and, didn't know and, that. And as a result of that, that's a perfect example of using other people's audiences. She would use other artists' audiences to do collaborations mm-hmm. and, and cross-pollinate. And we've seen quite a lot of that in the music industry over the last 10, 15 years where we see collaborations quite a bit. And, and we can do the same thing in the business community as well. We're doing a collaboration right at this moment, Sam, mm-hmm. right, on this podcast. And as a result of that, we're both promoting it to each of our own networks. And by, by extension, exposing each other, to our own, those networks as well. Absolutely. I think it's really important when we're talking about this is that, yes, you're tapping into other people's networks or growing your audience with other people's networks, but don't just go in with the intention of, like, I'm doing this for personal gain. I think there has to be a real win-win, and I think that we need to think about adding value to our network. So we're bringing other people in that will add value to our network. It also positions you as the expert when you bring those people in. So there's multiple reasons that you want to do this, but don't go in just with the intention of like, I want to win out of this. It's got to be a mutually beneficial collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. So super quick episode, we're just going to recap those. I do want to leave one last thought that Mm -hmm. I did share with, with Tony and Jack is that if you're stuck, you know, at the next level down from this, have a look at what you're doing on in your day and share that. So, mm. you know, the question that Tony and Jack asked me has now created a piece of content in this podcast and it'll create some memes and some spin-offs and I'll do a couple of little videos on it as well. So if your client is asking you a question, right, decide whether that's going to be, you know, paid for answer or whether you could take a little sliver of that and create some free content that might help build your connections and your connection with your audience. Really, really great advice there, Tim. And I often mention to my clients that if they're struggling to come up with this content, go back and have a look at the notes you've taken in your sales calls recently, because there's a ton of content in there. Absolutely. Let's quickly recap those four key areas, Uh, educational content, right? Case studies and stories about how you've worked or how you've helped with with clients and that transformation. Personal content, obviously a massive one, right? What's going on in your world right now that demonstrates who you are to to your network. 
And lastly, collaborations, sharing other people's content and ideas that adds value to the conversation that you're having with your audience. Absolutely. So yes, nice quick one today, but still got the goods there. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have and you know someone that would get value from this, please scroll to the top of your podcast app and share this with someone in your network. And while you're there, hit subscribe or follow if you're on Apple Podcasts so that you are notified next time an episode drops. Thank you, Tim, for joining me. Great to see you, Sam. As always, it's been great to hang out with you, Tim. And thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Look forward to seeing you next week. Ciao, ciao. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.